Welcome to No More Mondays, the podcast that helps you navigate career challenges through the wisdom of professionals who have been at the same crossroads. I'm your host, Angie Callen, and I welcome you to join me each week as I chat with leaders, entrepreneurs, and employees who are here to share practical, tactical advice and some inspiration on how they arrived at career satisfaction. From job searching and career changes to going out on your own, we're breaking down barriers and providing actionable takeaways to help you take charge of your Mondays and ditch the Sunday blues. Welcome to the No More Mondays movement. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of No More Mondays. I'm your host, Angie Callen. Have you ever met somebody who just makes an impression right off the bat? They clearly love life, and it bleeds into everything they do and say, And if you haven't, you will get to today as Joelle Crawford joins us on No More Mondays. One of my very favorite things about Joelle is her ability to use language and plays on words to make a point. Her podcast, Career View Mirror, and her book titled Show Your Ask, Using Your Voice to Advocate for Yourself and Your Career, are evidence to that fact. And as somebody who loves ridiculous dad jokes and puns, she puts me to the test. So... Somebody out there better keep tally of how many new ones we come up to today as she and I chat about our mutual love of career coaching, leadership, and business. Joyelle, welcome to No More Mondays. Thank you for having me, Angie. I'm happy to be here. You are welcome. So uh, Joyelle is another one of my Park family. So PARWCC is the Professional Association of Resume Writers and Career Coaches. It's where People like me get our resume writing and career coaching certifications from, and it's it's a really amazing organization. And you've you guys have heard me talk about this before. Uh, I went to a conference this p- past spring and just met an amazing community of people, and Joelle is one of them. And uh, she closed us out with a really awesome uh, presentation about kind of using your voice and branding and just being authentic as we go forward in our career. And I have a feeling that might be one thing we get into today. But before we uh, before we really dig into career coaching and, and, and be our two coaches chatting it up, <laughs> give everybody a little bit more info about you. So kind of give us your elevator pitch. Tell us your story and kind of how you got to where you're at today, mm. Joelle. Well, thanks, Angie. Um, I like to tell people I grow leaders for a living. That's my hook. Um, And I'm the CEO and founder of Crawford Leadership Strategies, and we offer leadership consulting, keynotes, and hybrid solutions to provide organizations with the tools, the knowledge, and the skills to rise and thrive in the global workplace. Um, I'm an author, best-selling author, and podcast host, like you mentioned. And I've been married to a wonderful guy uh, named Jake, and he is um, fabulous. And we've been married for five years. We just celebrated our fifth anniversary. Happy anniversary. My 10 (laughs) is coming up here in a few weeks. Wow. Yeah, I'm telling you, I can't even fathom the fact that we've um, just five years have flown by so fast. So um, I'm sure, you know, when we get to 10, it's going to be like, what? I, I, and I still can't like people that when you when you look at like my parents are about to have, I think it's 45 wow. and like I have mad respect for that yeah. after 10. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely say 10 is like the marker. Um, I'm almost 10 in my business. You know how I started my my business. And you were asking about how I started my entrepreneur wearing my entrepreneur shirt um, by uh, by our favorite by one of my favorite designers, uh, Mess in a Bottle. Um, but I became an entrepreneur. I didn't have like 
a desire to do it. Like, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, I, you know, I wanted to do. No, I, I it really kind of came out of um, a situation where I was working in corporate and um, I just had a place. I got to a place where I wanted to just expand and and help other people um, because I was at a place where I could not help anyone else any longer um, where I was because I burned out. I mean, it's, it's just like it happens. And so it's just my husband was like, hey, why don't you do consulting? You've got all this experience. Help other people, you know, run your own business. And I was just like, but what am I going to do? And at first I was like, I'm going to do HR consulting because I've got over 20 years of HR experience. And so I'll help with employee relations stuff and people with their benefits stuff and all of the staffing needs. And I was like, I didn't quite like that part of HR. I liked the coaching part. I liked the helping people out part. And um, I was like, why don't I focus on the leadership development pieces and speaking and and doing all the fun things that um, come with that. So that's what my business is all about is providing leadership development courses and workshops and doing professional speaking and, and helping leaders get where they need to go. One of the things I think is really interesting is I've talked to a lot of entrepreneurs on this show or people that uh, have gone back and forth between employee to entrepreneurship is there's often a common theme of like, I'm going to say arriving at the, I don't know if, if it's really a destination, but for lack of a better term, like arriving at the destination of becoming an entrepreneur or arriving at the conclusion is probably the better word, yeah. that it's time versus that very like, and, and potentially these, a lot of these people know that at some point in their careers, they're going to own a business. But I feel like the it, you kind of like all of a sudden you're there yeah. versus this like in three months, I'm going to do this or in two yeah. years, I'm going to do this. It's like all of a sudden the opportunity and the clarity kind of present itself, which is kind of exactly what happened with you. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like the catalyst for that was like not being able to work the way you wanted to work in a corporate employment environment. Yeah. And, you know, no, no. No shade to the, my, my corporate, you know, um, parents, you know, they, they were the ones that raised me and, and, and helped develop me into the person that I am today. Um, uh, but, you know, sometimes you outgrow organizations. And I, I almost say like my, my path to entrepreneurship is like when you're walking down the street and you kind of trip over the sidewalk a little bit, but you don't want people to see that you're embarrassed. So you just keep on running. And that's kind of like how I feel like my nobody journey. saw me. Nobody, nobody saw, saw me. me. Nobody saw but me. I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool. And that's how I feel like my journey into entrepreneurship has been. It's just kind of like this trip and run jog kind of situation um, into business for myself. <laughs> so what what build up to the book? So let's talk about show your ask, which I, like when you first when I first heard those words come out of your mouth, I was like, OK, yeah, that's that's like gold. What tell me, let's talk a little bit about this, because I from what I know, it's very much around that like authenticity piece mm-hmm. that we hear a lot about in the professional world today and how critical it is mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, being very organic in your interactions and knowing your individual worth. So talk to me about how the book come to be and what's the book about? Well, the book came to be, I I was taking a radical sabbatical uh, last year and I had been talking about the book, talking to everybody. I got a book inside of me. I'm going to write this book. And I decided to take the summer off um, to relax and kind of just clear my mind. And I eventually would get to the book, you know, in a year. That's what I was thinking. 
And I happened to talk to a self-publishing coach and she said, oh, no, you're going to get this book done in a few months. And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And she's just like, yeah, you're going to get this book. This book is inside of you. It's going to come out and you'll have it done in September so that we can publish it in the fall. And I was just like, oh, oh, oh okay. And what happened to that two-year roadmap yeah, I was, was planning like, on? She's like, why Why do you say a year? I go, because that's what everyone says. <laughs> it takes them a year to write a book. She goes, no, the book is inside of you. And so she said, look at it from a perspective of all the workshops that you've been able to hold and and facilitate. And I was just like, yeah, like what kind of advice would I let, like all the advice, if I was able to just synthesize it into a book, what would it be? And that's where the book came about. And so I actually created the outline for the book as if I were developing and designing a workshop. And so each of those topics is a chapter in the book. And and the key piece to why I wanted to write the book is that everyone always asked me, how did you get from this place to that place? Like you went from customer service into human resources. How did, how did you do that? Like, how did you break into an industry that, you know, pretty much you need to be born into? Um, how did you do that? Which thank you for validating that, yeah. by the way, because I have to let, that is one of the, I, I don't like to burst people's bubbles or say that things aren't possible, but as a fellow career coach, you know, it's hard. that is one of the career transitions mm-hmm. that's dang near impossible because they want you to be born into it so that, you know, every crossed T and dotted I of the legal regulations uh, having to do with HR. So you validated that. Yeah. And, and you know what, like, here's the deal. I, I asked. I was on a special project, so I was looking for different ways to get in front of that HR department. And so I submitted a proposal to be in the code of, this is when we had code of conduct tapes, you know, like VHS tapes, Ah, like way back. This is how old I am, right? So so I applied to like, I wrote this like scenario, very Oprah-esque kind of interviewing kind of uh, scenario, and it got selected for the code of conduct tape. And I got to meet an associate director in human resources who was running the project. And I said to him, after we finished wrapping, I said, please, if there's anything in HR that you have open, like I could take out the trash, I can come back and work on a special project with you, whatever it is, please don't forget me. I'm trying to get into this department. Fast forward six months later, um, I had already taken a job, transferred down to South Carolina, was doing um, some coaching with helping ramping people up, getting prepared to take calls and customer service. And he calls me and he's just like, hey, remember that uh, ask that you had? And I was like, yeah, he goes, well, I need an admin. You know how to answer phones? I was like, of course I know how to answer phones. I'm in customer service. I, I totally know how to answer phones. And if I didn't, I'm going to tell you less, yes and yes, learn before and my first day. Out. Exactly. Yeah. I'll figure it out later. So, yeah, like I was just like, he's like, it's not taking out the trash, but, you know, I think this will get your foot in the door. And I said, absolutely. And literally packed up my stuff, moved back to New Jersey. And I was working in human resources. And my first job was working in employee relations. So I really cut my teeth in the like the grittiest part of the human resources department of learning all the ins and outs. It's not all sunshine and peppermints and new hire orientation. It's um, it's you deal with some gritty stuff when you're working in employee relations. And that's 
how I got in. And I asked. I just asked. I, asked. I was just gonna, I was going to make like make that point with a giant exclamation point behind it is I think that there's like two big takeaways here. Mm-hmm. And one is you asked and you you. Well, I would say even before you asked, you set your intention and you went and made yourself known. And then you asked for what you wanted. Mm-hmm. And in a way, we're like unrelenting yes. around that yes. and willing to do whatever it takes, which this is this is going to be a fun career coach rabbit hole to go down for a second. <laughs> you know, one of my one of my messages for people who want to change careers out there is you kind of have to be willing to do whatever it yes. takes to some extent. Now, that doesn't mean you sell your house and, you know, move into a, a tiny house bus. I won't talk about that and why I know, oh, however, <laughs> but uh, you, you have to be you got sometimes something's got to give. And if you're going into a career changing, I want to do something different, but I have to make my hundred and sixty five thousand dollars salary because we got to keep X, Y and Z. And you don't give yourself some flexibility. You're going to like parameter yourself out of options that are feasible. Absolutely. And so I think that's an important thing to know is like, what am I willing to do? What am I not willing to do? What can I do? What can't I do as I go achieve this this, you know, shift I want to make? And also, how can I get creative, put my ask out there so that my intention's known and I give myself a chance? And it, it, and, it, and I completely agree with all of that. It's, it's about being professionally persistent. And um, you're not being annoying. You're, you, you have a goal. You have an idea. Even if it's a, a proposal, you know, even if you're where you want to be and you want to put a proposal out for more visibility, it's being persistent. Maybe it's not the right idea right now, but, you know, later on down the road. So circle back, you know, put those reminders in your calendar to follow up um, and keep in touch with people. Yes. And I tell people all the time that there's a fine line between annoyance and persistence. And in the professional world, you must write it. Yes. Whether you're job seeking and you need to be, I'm going to maybe steal it, professionally persistent with that recruiter Mm -hmm. who you're trying to stay in front of and need to almost annoy a little bit without annoying. Or in this situation, it's being professionally persistent around a goal you have and the people that could potentially help you get there. Uh, it is a skill you should master. It will take you far in in life and in career. It will. It will. I'm wondering for you how your because it's it's always kind of fun to talk to somebody else who is in plays in the same sandbox, but you know takes has different perspectives, different experiences, and knowledge to to bring to the world of kind of career coaching and leadership. And I'm wondering how your personal experience in with career change and even more specifically that time in HR in some of the grit and the ugly really shapes what you do today. Oh, wow. Um, I I would say that I learned the value of um, asking more questions. I've learned the value of not taking everyone at face value. Um, The importance of knowing two sides to every story. Um, and also, I think while I was working in that gritty, the grittier part of grittier part of human resources, I also learned that there is so much power in data and what stories you can tell with that data. You know, I'm not a statistics person, but it's important to know what your data and what your numbers are, not just from a company standpoint, but knowing your own numbers, knowing your stats, knowing what the milkshake is that brings all the boys and girls to the yard. So you knowing all of those good nuggets. Yes. 
She just went there. Now you're all going to have that song in your head for the rest of the day. <laughs> so you just got to know all of your numbers. Like if you know, I used to track my accomplishments. I think when I started in, in corporate, I used to just track all my accomplishments, not only because I needed to put it in my performance appraisal and development plan, but also because, you know, your supervisor can't always have everything in front of them, they're they're supervising 20 some odd people or maybe 10 or, hey, two is a lot sometimes. Um, but knowing your numbers is extremely important so that you can speak to that data and show your value. So if you know what you're bringing to the table, if you're asking for more money or a hybrid workspace or a promotion or, you know, less responsibility or more responsibility, you're able to articulate that if you know your data. And if you know all of that goodness, all the magic that you're bringing to the table and you're able to speak to it, it just empowers you more to get where you want to go and advocate for yourself. Mm, you really, you're, 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 you're definitely your best advocate. And sometimes you're your only advocate. And I, I really like the idea This is a, that we've never talked about on this podcast, the idea of like, know your metrics. Even if you're not in a metric-driven type of role, you still have qualitative outcomes to back up mm-hmm. what you do. And if any of you are out there job seekers, you hear this a lot in the resume world is show your accomplishments. You can't just talk about what you do, but you got to talk, talk about what you did. Yes. And the and you know, the proof is in the numbers, and and it's very easy to talk about that. When I coach entrepreneurs, it's like no numbers, keep stats from the start, know where your leads come from, know how much you convert, like know your numbers. But you know, as as employees, those numbers are also you know very very valuable to your own self confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, and your when you want to go advocate for a raise, it's like, hey, I deserve a raise. I grew our whatever by seventy four percent over the last year. Your boss is not tracking that right. unless it's quite literally sales tracking. Absolutely. So I think that's a great piece of advice. Yeah. There's so many little nuggets in that book, you know, like there's, there's that there's information on how to interview, you know, and these all came from mistakes that I made and I showed my other thing, my ASS, <laughs> and I don't want you to do that. I want you to show your ask, not the other word. So in other words, <laughs> the name of this book could have been show your ask, not your bleep. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And I think here's, so this is actually like a fun part of the conversation because I think you and I share that. You know, I went through a huge career change. I was an engineer who I cut the cord and just went recklessly, if I am am very, very honest about it, into a career change in freaking 2010. (laughs) Like, I didn't have a plan. I just knew from the day I was a junior in college, I didn't want to be an engineer. And I got to the point where it was crappy because of the recession and I just didn't want to do it anymore. Mm. And so I basically took the first thing that came along and I really like didn't do enough analysis into what it was going to look like. And I didn't have a plan. And in hindsight, it all worked out. It took a while, lost some money. I'm not going to talk about how much money that money would be worth now. Mm -hmm. But um, I think that like you has really kind of framed a perspective in how to be a little bit more intentional, a little bit more proactive, intentional Mm -hmm. around kind of like a career change and the activities that you do to set yourself up for one, to make it happen, um, to make it happen in the right way, Mm -hmm. and then to, you know, have it all work out on the back end. Right. And you know what? 
the path can always change, right? We talk about this with our clients. You know, sometimes we have this this path that's like it's got to go this way. Uh, it's hard to articulate to your clients when they they're laser focused and they want to work at this company and only this company and it has to be this company because they've they've got like pens and papers and put it on their vision board and yes, understood, but not all that's not always the case. And so you've got to be flexible and being able to pivot if you need to um, on that path. Well, and it's also you can you can definitely like over romanticize a goal like that to the point that it will never actually live up to the expectation and the vision that you've created around it. And I think you bring up a really great point that I very much align with and people on this show have heard me talk about Mm -hmm. being cautious of overly tunnel visioned goals. Yes. Because if you have this dream to be, you know, Y position at X company or I know I want to be in learning and development. I'm not going to take this opportunity and go into, you know, employee relations. It's not related. It's not close enough. You may have just missed the entire crack in the door. Absolutely. Or like what I what I've said to people before is like if you say I want to be a chief operating officer by the time I'm 40 and you're so hard nosed on that goal, you may miss the chance to be a freaking CEO at 35 exactly. because you just weren't open to it. And so it's it's like you have to you have to kind of have a compass point and know where you want to go so that you can you can assess how an open door can lead you there. Mm-hmm. But you've got to have an open mind on how that track oh, might yeah. go. It is so, so important. And, and you're right. Like if I had just been myopic and been like, oh, well, this is not going to get me to learning and development. You know what I did? I created my own learning and development. So. I'm not in learning development in in employee relations, but I created trainings and designed and directed a video, a training video for people on how to handle uh, proper investigations within their, their office. And, you know, so I'm like, I'm creating, you can create that, you know, like I'm also like to act. And I have a friend who also likes to act, but she wasn't getting any auditions. So she's like, screw this. I'll make my own music video and direct it and produce it and star in it, you know? So sometimes you've got to create your own reality of where you are. Um, And that also helps you stand out and helps you leverage yourself for those other opportunities. And they're even just very practically, that kind of stuff is resume building. Exactly. I've had many people who are like, oh, I want to do this thing, but I don't have anything to put on my resume that shows I can do this thing. And I'm like, well, then go do the thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and this is, so uh, this will actually take us into an interesting segue where like, I think we just laid a cool foundation about how you and I have kind of like some similar experiences and, and shared perspectives on changing careers. And I think what's really interesting about this is in my opinion and in my observation, the, the professional landscape has shifted enough to really be much more supportive and welcoming and accommodating to alternative backgrounds. We aren't staying in the career track for 30 years oh, anymore no, as no, individuals. Not happening. Um, and so I'm curious for you as, as far as like just – I guess, could we call ourselves two experts in this field? Two thought, can we give ourselves, two th- yeah. we're two thought leaders. Yes. Today we're two thought oh, leaders, no, we, we, Not today. We're, we are thought leaders. Yesterday and tomorrow That's too. Right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think are like the three biggest challenges professionals face today? I think one of the biggest challenges is self-doubt. Um, another is, uh, I think self-care is also something that, that is, that's gone lost. And, and those two things play play yeah, off of each play, other big play time too. It. And and I think the third thing 
that people really face in career development is is understanding the um, that it's going to take some time. So patience, you know. Thank you. I wish we were recording video because you would just have seen me do the best Saturday Night Fever impersonation ever because that third one I think is a really big hot button but let me go back for a second so funny enough earlier today we just recorded a whole episode about imposter syndrome and I hope when you hear this you will all go back and listen to it because that is the one that is like the hot button around that self-doubt that we are really good especially the women out there Mm -hmm. at downplaying our worth and judging ourselves into a lower level qualification than actually the market would perceive us at and because of that, and this is where I think the A and the B are linked, because of that, we go into, uh, you know, perfectionist mode, overproduce, overachieve, kill ourselves, trying to continually strive, strive, strive for more to overcome the self-doubt. And then we don't really care for ourselves. Ask me how I know. (laughs) Right. And so I feel like those are two, those are like two sides of the same coin that it's just really important to be aware about, aware of. But I want to dig into this B because I think I think that this is something that you and I are going to be able to give some good advice around because I'm going to pick on young people just a little bit. And I kind of do that more than I should around here on No More Mondays. But I think that that's a that this whole idea of patience is a really important lesson for young people coming into the workforce today because they have the misconception that at 25 years old, I can be a manager. Yes. But they don't have a, the foundational information, the technical knowledge or the depth of knowledge around any single subject matter with which to manage people doing that. And so you have to have the patience mm-hmm. and know that, that your first job out of college ain't going to be that sexy. Oh, no. Most likely. No. I'm telling you, I was setting up pagers and installed phones. That's not what my psychology I was designing. Did. I was designing parking lots what? for the Charlotte North, the Charlotte light rail system. Oh I was going click, click, click in AutoCAD no, for eight hours a day. Like, Mm-mm. no, no, thanks. And so but that, and, and here's the thing. That's OK, because all your other Facebook friends who graduated from college with you, although I might have just ate, dated myself because <laughs> I don't think new grads really use Facebook anymore. <laughs> all your other TikTok friends yes. are actually doing the same thing. Yes. They're just putting up a big front. And I think social media has <sighs> been a really big player in that, like, comparison yes. and, and outward outward perception yes. that you give off. So therefore I got to have this super cool job. I can't take the time to pay my dues because I got to get there really fast, but you're not going to get there fast because you don't have the foundation. So patience is really important. It's so important. And take it. From, you hit a nerve. Joelle. I know. And, and take it from me. I was born three months early, two pounds, 10 ounces. I came into this world with something to do. I got something to do and I'm here early. And where is my stuff? And, you know, I mean, there's an assignment we all have, right? We're put on this earth for this assignment. Um, but there are some steps that we have to take. And sometimes it might be taking two steps back to go three steps forward. Um, you know, it might mean uh, moving and relocating for a hot second. It might mean moving back with your mom and, and pop you know, for a minute so that you can collect enough money to get your deposit for your rent so you can get the hell up out of the house. So, I mean, these things, it takes patience. You're, you're, you're still on assignment. You just got to remember your assignment on my assignment. I love that way of thinking about it. We are, I really do believe that. And whether you want to call it your purpose, Mm -hmm. call it your why, 
call it your, you know, your the gifts that you've been given. But I think that the idea of looking at it is like we all have an assignment. We have a, a role to play and, you know, we have a, a, a place to plug into kind of the bigger puzzle. And if you if you are in, if you're aware of that you're in and you're intentional around that, I think that you can, you know, probably end up creating a little more linear of a path for yourself yes. than what is what often happens with us because we're all trying to you've all seen those memes and the little like cliche things about what we think growth looks like yes. and what it really looks like same with weight loss Ugh. same with like whatever the Everything. goal is and also that's okay too it is it's all okay here's the here is the big secret there's no like magic. Like I, I, I've gotten calls from some people who are like, how did you do this? How did you build your business in eight years? And how did you, there's no magic bean, you know, like all these people with these quick, fast in a hurry, get rich quick, get this there faster or what, you know, there's no magic bullet or magic bean to get where you are. You just got to keep going. If you put in the effort, mm -hmm. you keep going. And that aligns with the assignment yeah. you you have for this yeah. world. That's when you end up finding success. But Absolutely. even still, that equation isn't as clean as one plus one plus one equals three. Oh yeah, yeah. You never. It's not for us to know. There's some square roots and yes. negative eyes in there somewhere. And pie and, and you yeah. know, but it's not for us. I hope to there's pie. <laughs> but it's not for us to know. It's not for us to know the behind the scenes part. We've just got to keep focused on the fact that there's going to be a way. You know what that is, then you go for it. And it's in, well, you also love, I love cliches. Yeah. They're cliches for a reason. Yeah. The journey's the destination. Yeah. There's a reason that that's not linear. And it's because you need the experience and the knowledge you gain through the experience to continue carrying out your assignment at greater levels. Yes. So yes. let's be coaches for a second. Okay. What advice should we give to everybody out there who's like navigating career crossroads, can't be patient for the next level, wants to be a manager at mi minus two months out of the womb? Like what, do, what advice do you have for people who are just like struggling with where they're at in their career? You know, I think I wish somebody had told me this even earlier than when I became like a grown up and started working is that you are enough, you know, and I don't think that we tell ourselves that enough. And there are people and things that play in the workplace sometimes that uh, remind us or show us, reflect what their thoughts are of us. That's not our stuff to own. Don't own other people's stuff. You are enough. And if you feel that you have this value and you have value, that's the other piece. Um, if you know that you've got something to give to something, someone, an organization, a partner, a friend, or what have you, then you need to believe in yourself that you have enough, that you are enough, that you have that value. And you're going, it might not be the right job at the right time. That right job will find you at the right time. Maybe it's not a right, you might not feel like you're the fit. It could be the company that's not the right fit for you. Exactly. So you are enough. And I know that's hard, you know, if you're, you're, you've been looking for the right fit and you're not getting called back and you're getting ghosted or you haven't gotten the promotion, but you have got this talent and somebody out there needs to utilize it because that's your assignment. So you've got this value. You just have to believe mm -hmm. that you have this value. You have to believe it yourself and you really have to, you, and, and, and really truly believe it yourself versus seeking 
you know, seeking 50 likes on your next oh, post my gosh. or yes. seeking a raise just because it'll it'll make you think you're happy. But I, really knowing and believing you're enough and you have an assignment and you will that assignment will play out in the timeline it's supposed to where it's supposed yes. to. And you're in the place you're in kind of like for a reason right now, even if you're not comfortable. However, I think an action that you can take to get out of that is to look at. What's my worth? What's my value? And why do I want to move forward from here? And how should I go about right. it so that I can use this as kind of a stepping stone versus just being stuck where you're at and accepting that you're stuck where Absolutely. you're at? Absolutely. My aunt used to tell me all the time, I used to have a really challenging employee um, and uh, and on my team. And she said, this is your ticket. This is a le- lesson learned. You know, what is the learning that you can gain from this? And working with that person helped me become a better leader because I learned how to communicate better with her. I learned how to develop and get the best out of her to be the best performing person, which was my goal as her manager. And so that was my ticket. So what is your ticket? Like, what is the ticket? What is the lesson learned um, that you're going to get out of this situation? You may not know at this time, but maybe just to remind yourself, this is my lesson. I'm learning something right now. Yep. I was actually thinking the same thing. You might not be able to identify Mm -hmm. the lesson (laughs) in the current moment, which was is probably more frustrating than the issue at hand. However, you can rest assured that it will come to light at some day and then you'll be like, oh, that's That's why why this happened. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, so let's uh, let's have a little fun and give everybody out there a few little suggestions for some tools and resources they can grab. So we're going to we're going to play a very short and not very intimidating game <laughs> called rapid fire recommendations. Oh. It's also not usually very rapid. OK, <laughs> I think I need to call it linger here a minute. Fire recommendations. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, the first one is what's your most memorable travel destination? Ooh, that's a tough one. I'm going to say I know it's not going to be super exciting, but um, studying abroad in London. Why? Um, I got to go to uh, a place where I got to do study all the things I love, like architecture and art and and um, and theater and um, history. So like my top three things and to just kind of. I remember touching everything, like, you know, it's Italy and Greece. And I touched the Parthenon and the Acropolis, even though they were like, don't touch that. I was touching I was just going to say, you're touching all the things you're not supposed to touch, but we won't tell anyone that. I touched, I touched the, um, what is it called? The Coliseum. Yeah, I touched oh, yeah. everything. I touched history. And I was like, this thing is like way older than our country. You know, like it was just cool to just touch everything. You know what I love about this question, and I think I say this every single episode, which is what what is so cool about it, is rarely is the travel destination Fiji, <laughs> right? Because it's Fiji. It's usually something that has more of like yeah. an emotional or, or psychological attachment to it yeah. than just it being like the bucket list place that's really yeah. pretty on your, you know, computer wallpaper. Right. It's an experience that 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 does bleed into kind of like everything. Yeah. Um so the next one is a fun one, I think, for you, because we already so it's a great book recommendation. And we know show your yes. ask, but don't show your bleep is one yes. of them. But uh, when edition two comes out, it better be titled that, by the way. Uh, and I don't know. I, I can't decide if that should be the title of this episode or if my, my milkshake brings all the all the jobs to the yard should be the title of this episode. But give us a great book recommendation. Um, You know, oh, my goodness. 
I'm reading I'm reading a murder mystery right now, so I don't know if that's going to be. Oh, um, we take fiction recommendations because we don't get them a ton. Oh, OK. All right. So um, it's called Blanche on the Lamb. Ooh, uh, if you like murder mysteries, all right, I'm going to I'll chime in with a book recommendation. If you like murder mysteries, have you written have you read by the Corman Strike series by Robert Galbraith, i.e., pen name for jk rowling no okay you got to check it out but i'm going to make a huge recommendation out there for anybody that wants to tune into it it's a not kids it's not for kids it's her it's an adult murder like uh adult mystery series um and the audio version of it is incredible because the narrator is freaking awesome that's like one of my dream jobs is to be an audiobook narrator Maybe that's another reason why I wrote the book, so that I could narrate my own book. <laughs> I like it. Um, what about a movie? What fa- what's your favorite movie? Willie, well, it's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, so not the one with Johnny Depp. Like, I'm, like, talking no, the about real the one. old school real one. There's only one. Yeah, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Well, in movies like that, like that, and even though I didn't like it when I was younger and, 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 and got warmed up to it, Wizard of the Wizard of Oz, like, those movies to yeah. me have, like, posterity for us yeah. because we couldn't just turn them on a streaming channel when we were no. kids and watch them. You had to, like, wait for the, you know, two times of yes. year that they aired. Yes. And what about a podcast that you faithfully listen to in addition to your own? Because oh, we'll drop wow. Career View Mirror here, but I'd love another suggestion. Well, it's interesting. I've I've just gotten back into listening to podcasts, and um, it's it helps me get out. It's it's a call, it, and and this is completely niche. Black History Bootcamp. Um, it's two women who started an organization called Girl Trek um, to get more Black women out there and moving and walking. It's like almost like a revolution. And there's just so much I learn. Like I learn more about my history. And if you're a history buff and you like to learn more about um, what's going on and they have like these um, like boot camps that happen like 21 days. And so you just walk. And for the length of the walk that you're doing, you're learning a lot about history. And so I really Oh, like that's that. cool. I love that. Yeah, so I've gotten Fun. back into listening to their podcast. And, uh, and here comes the big one. It's a show about Mondays. So what's the first word that comes to mind when I say Monday? Breathe. Oh, that might be a new one. You got to tell me why. Um, I have gotten into a morning routine that used to be jump up, scatter, you know, like get the phone and scatter around. And there was a lot of calamity and um, chaos to getting up in the morning. And I started this morning ritual uh, where I, the first thing I do is meditate. And that really puts me in a different frame of mind and gets me centered and focused for the day. Um, there's some gratitude that goes in that because I've got another day to, to kind of make a difference, but it's to breathe. And whenever I feel like there's some kind of you know, a client pops into my brain or I got to do this or that, I focus on my breath. And so that's what I do um, daily and kicks off on Mondays. Mondays kicks off your week. It puts me in the right frame of mind. Uh, Also love Monday morning, love morning routines. That's a whole another discussion. And um, as we sadly start to wrap things up, I can't believe it's time to do that already. <laughs> tell every tell everyone out there how they can follow along you and find and tune into Crawford Leadership and what you're doing. Get the book. Like, where do we find you and follow along in your journey? Well, you can find all that information, all that goodness on my website, which is 
um, www.crawfordleadership.com. So you can find more about my, my business. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter and all of the other platforms. And um, Instagram will have a link to all the things. Even though there's a link on my website that you can buy the book. You know, you can get all things one-stop shop at my website. There you go. Mm -hmm. Perfect. And all of that will be linked as usual in the show notes at nomoremondays.info. So you can grab them there. I'm linked. I'm linked to Joyelle on LinkedIn. So you can kind of track her down there as well. And as we close everything out, let's give everybody one more piece of wisdom. What's your number one piece of advice for everybody out there on what they can do to get one step closer to career satisfaction? Hire a coach. Yeah. That's the best piece of advice anybody's ever given on this podcast. I'm not asking why. We're keeping it in there unedited, unfiltered. That is the best piece of advice two career leadership coaches can give you. Joyelle, thank you so much for being on the No More Monday show. That's a perfect way to take it out. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know. My brain just said hire coach. <laughs> I think I know. Seriously, it's awesome. So, oh, Joyelle, that's amazing. A great way to take it out. Thank you so much for just being an awesome Thank peer, uh, an awesome mentor, and an awesome coach Thank for you. people out there who are really trying to move along and create a career of satisfaction. I appreciate you being here. I loved it. And thank you for joining the No More Mondays movement. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We always love chatting with people who are not only navigating their own crossroads and career changes, but helping others do the same. And uh, it's just so, so cool to get to chat to somebody else who lives in my world. And there's obviously some great advice here, since the best that you could do for yourself is go hire one of us. So for everybody out there, I would love for you to not only call us and hire us, but go subscribe to No More Mondays wherever you listen and leave us a five star rating, because clearly Joyelle and I are like the two most incredible people on the planet. And we both want to continue bringing awesome stories and and inspiring, confident professionals with the great stories we both share on our podcast. If you want to leave us comments about No More Mondays, give us feedback, drop a guest suggestion, or again, pick up the show notes and links from today's episode, visit us online at nomoremondays.info. And I'll chat with you again next week when we release another episode on Wednesday. Thanks for joining us for another episode of No More Mondays. Tune in next week as we bring you more insights and actions to help you improve your professional life and find career satisfaction. Don't forget, visit us online at nomoremondays.info for all the details, show notes, and recommendations from this episode. No More Mondays, we drop new episodes every Wednesday. No More Mondays is brought to you by Career Benders Inc. in partnership with executive producer Jane Durkee. For more information about career coaching, resume writing, personal branding, recruiting, and entrepreneurship coaching services, visit our website at careerbenders.com. 